everybody, welcome to Music Therapy. I'm Jessica Risker. I'm a musician and a licensed clinical professional counselor based right here in Chicago, Illinois. Music Therapy is a show that I created to uh, talk about mental health issues, um, to kind of address things that musicians and creative people are going through right now, and people related to the music industry, so business owners and label owners and artists themselves. And today we're going to have Roy Kinsey on. I'm going to play a song first uh, before Roy joins us. And um, then we'll spend, uh, we'll spend a while talking to him and seeing how he's been doing and how his music has been affected during all this this year. Um, let's see, the big news of today, just to orient the listener, the future listener, um, is that yesterday Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. And... Um, Obviously, that's, uh, you know, kind of in the news, and just wanted to kind of earmark that since this year is sort of full of history. Um, let me let me just turn to playing my song, and then we'll get Roy on here and talk to him. The song is called Cut My Hair. <clears throat> Excuse me. Inside, not 
step, I am the glue Whatever you want me to, that's what I'll do Whatever you want me to do The truck is done and left the light The battery to own the night With you, the night With you, the night So if you're walking around and want to wave or shout hi from the sidewalk, please come by tomorrow. That's tomorrow at 1. Uh, Josh will be there, uh, my bandmate, and I can't wait to go somewhere tomorrow. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Let's get Roy on here and talk to him. Okay. This takes a second here. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Um, there we go. Get in this frame a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Take your time. Um, thank you for being on the show. Oh, of course. That was a beautiful song you just played. Thank you. Yeah. How are you, how are you doing? Doing well. Happy Saturday. Feeling Happy. good. You're feeling good? Yeah. So last Saturday you couldn't do it because you worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. let me. So I want to orient people to kind of your life, and uh, the way I usually start out is asking people because kind of the idea is to see, you know, how have you been doing through all this? If anything has changed in your life as a result of you know the past few months. So before the pandemic, before quarantine started, what did your what did a normal day or a normal week look like for you? Uh, well, I work as a librarian for teen services for Chicago Public Libraries, and so I'm pretty much working at the library, you know, 40 hours uh, a week, um, you know, kind of doing some type of programming or uh, whatever, library stuff. Uh -huh. and, and before quarantine, I had just put out an album but uh, before February, I had been pretty much like working on finishing the album. We had been working on it for about a year. Um, got the vinyls yesterday. Oh, that's exciting. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you. So uh, we got those, but um, yeah, I had been working at the library and then uh, having sessions uh, uh -huh. weekly, maybe twice a week, 
recording. And then after that, we were going to the studio, mixing and mastering. Uh, the, and so that was pretty, pretty typical. Um, and now I'm kind of just thinking about what I want uh, the next part of my life to like, you know, look like. I'll be 35 next uh, on Thursday, and I'm really just kind of trying to think about how I want that to look going. There's. I don't know why, um, but every once in a while you're cutting out, so I might ask you to repeat yourself every now and then. It's not too bad, but just so um, you know. Let's see if I try to do some things. Sorry about that. That's okay. Hopefully I'll make this a bit better. Uh, there is one more thing. How does it sound now? Is it a little bit better? Yeah, so far it's better. Okay, great. I'm just, uh, I'm realizing that I was, that I have probably too many devices uh, on the uh, Wi-Fi. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. We're getting confirmation from, from Josh uh, that it sounds better. Um, okay, so you had some things going both with work, with your album. So you had just finished up the recording and then we're sort of waiting for it to all come, you know, on vinyl. And then did you have a plan in place? Do you have, a, did anything change about you know, the way you were thinking about releasing this album. What's the album called, first of all? The album is called Kenzie, A Memoir. Uh -huh. And uh, we had done a show, a show in Minnesota at First Avenue. Uh, that was the last show that we did. So the album came February 20th. We were uh, Minnesota at First Ave on uh, February 27th, and uh -huh. then that was, you know, that was pretty much it. And, you know, we were hearing things about COVID and, and uh, the shutdown kind of happened. But I, you know, basing, basing it off of how our lives were pretty much going and how the reception was from Blackie when we put it out in 2018, we were, uh -huh expecting to take off and go on tour and do the entire and um yeah so uh people have still received it and and i'm still trying to think of creative ways to put it in front of people um and kind of celebrate that album but of course without being able to perform it it's just a little bit different than uh it it you know it would have been yeah let me hold on. I'm gonna, my amp is crackling. I want to turn it off. <clears throat> um, there we go. So, are you? Do you have anything like? I guess I'm just thinking about the weather getting colder. Have you thought about doing anything in like an outside setting or something before it gets too difficult to do that? We've done uh, the empty bottle 
uh, bottle bottle top. So we've done some outside performances. I got lucky enough to do the Garfield Park Conservatory a few weeks huh. ago, uh, which was nice. Huh? But not really sure. It's you know, you know how it is. So if people want uh, want that, and and if there are some venues that you know, I've been talking to Smash Plastic. Mm-hmm interested in in doing something and it's just difficult difficult right now yeah. so not 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 too sure yeah so okay so i want to come back to music career stuff but also to look at the other part of your life which is work working at the library that i think it probably stopped for a little bit there right yes closed for a bit so what did what was the sort of timeline of of your working uh, library and life. What did that look like the past few months? Uh, we were called back to um, the library's June 8th. And so okay. it was probably the end of March, like everything shut down. And then we were called back June 8th. And, um, and it's, I mean, we are looked at as essential workers in the ways that a lot of our uh, library members are coming in to um, fill out for housing or fill for uh, employment, uh, unemployment benefits. Um, of course, I think that uh, people having access to books, having access to Wi-Fi hotspots, uh, or, the, you know, some of the different things that we offer at the library has been kind of like a lifeline for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, great. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been great to kind of be open and to be of service, but also still very, um, confusing for a lot of people especially with you know me i really do love making an impact with some of the programs and some of the events i hold so not being able to engage people in the ways because we can't gather because we can't uh have people in our um in our uh meeting rooms mm -hmm. it's been a little bit different libraries definitely are a, a bit different than usual. So, I mean, I would I would think too that your role in particular would look quite a bit different than it usually does if you're doing a lot of teen programming. What what have they been having you do lately? Uh, well, I am part of a teen services committee, and so um, one of our summer pro. I mean, we have summer programming like. Mm -hmm. uh, all libraries pretty much have a, 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 like a summer learning challenge for uh, children. We have one for teens as well. And it, and this year, luckily enough, uh, or appropriate enough, it was called Sound Off that was based around um, podcasting and social justice and music. Uh -huh. And doing something similar the years before uh, but we had planned this. We had been planning since October. And so uh, that was our theme for the year. Uh, still continuing to do collection maintenance. Uh, we were doing great 
outfits and and um still trying to you know engage engage our teams or doing programming online which is like rap writing workshops uh or um book clubs online book clubs mm-hmm. but yeah of course we weren't able to gather so it's it's been okay um i got to speak with george M. johnson last week who wrote uh or not last week that was like a couple of days ago actually but who wrote this book uh aren't blue which is a uh black queer memoir uh slash manifest so i got to interview him which was uh pretty great and uh I got to, I've been, you know, doing a book club. Uh, I guess that was early August, which we started with Go Tell It on the Mountain by James Baldwin. This was our second book, which we just finished. Can and you repeat the title of the book that of the person you just interviewed? You cut out when you said the title. Oh, it's called All Boys Aren't Blue by okay. George. Okay, cool. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So really just trying to figure it out and see what people are um, interacting with. And, and, but I've been particularly liking the, uh, the book clubs. How do you, are they online? Oh yeah, they've been virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, is anything changing with students' relationship with the library or library resources now that school is getting going tutoring or things like that we offer our i mean we offer uh tutoring on the chicago public library website but the team spaces as of right now we just we just you know can't get so uh a lot of you media staff hadn't been back we have you know, we can't have teens in our 21st century digital learning lab, which is kind of devastating, but, you know, it's just one of the precautions that we have to uh, take at the moment. But yeah, I mean, we just aren't really seeing a lot of our teens uh, as much. So, you know, on the bright side, we a similar number of reg over the summer uh, for the summer challenge wait you said a similar number of what uh uh teens to register okay mm-hmm. yeah. oh okay yeah so the number was was pretty much the same um and they came in and like picked up different art kits that's the grab and go kits that i was referring to earlier which yeah. were uh something like this where it would be like these really cool markers uh-huh. and uh, small canvases. Uh-huh. Oh. And, and then you can like just draw on them, make tiles, um, which was cool. Uh, or, you know, this had a small journal in it. So we were asked uh-huh. to uh, kind of write and journal during time during COVID and see how, you know, document how they were feeling through this moment. Yeah. 
my happiness journal. There was some art making one. So it was, it was, uh, it was great. You know, it's, it's crazy times, but people still need help. And I think that that's what I've been finding uh, is that it's been pretty great for my mental health to be able to help other people. Um, it's devastating, actually. It's devastating out there. I am in a pretty devastated area and a desperate area, which I was very worried about when I was returning to work because I'm on Chicago and Kedzie is, uh, you know, West Humboldt Park, mm -hmm. a, a neighborhood that was invented about five years ago. There was no West Humboldt Park, but it is on the uh, borders of Humboldt Park and Garfield Park and, you know, but I say, say that it's the largest open air drug market in America and um, that there are still a lot of, I mean, it's a space that is devastated by drugs and people that are, um, people that are uh, affected by, you know, opioid crisis. So there are people living under the bridge on Chicago Avenue. Um, there are people, we are seeing them, um, you know, kind of succumb to their addiction. We're, we're just, seeing, we're seeing a lot. You mean in particular during this, in this time, it's, it's, it is yeah, I mean, it's always kind of been that, uh, but, you know, those things tend to s sometimes spill over into library, the neighborhoods over into the library. Uh, those are, so our particular library is, uh, we're responding to, you know, drug addiction and homelessness and uh, mm -hmm. joblessness. And so it's, it's uh it's a lot it's a lot i know that libraries are very often a place of sometimes just getting into some air conditioning or getting warm in the winter but being able to use the computer things like that when people are homeless or going through a hard time and now there's i mean what's the capacity of your library right now with the COVID restrictions 25 yeah it's 25 at the moment uh yeah. no we are only allowed to use a third of our computers. Are mm -hmm. uh, not, of course. Uh, our U Media isn't open. Our meeting room isn't open. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, are people? You know, are you having? I mean, it it feels like to me there have been times where people could kind of spend the day at the library, and that's where they could kind of be. And are you guys able? you know, I would think that you would, it would be hard to keep moving in the library while also providing services for people who really need just the space. Yeah, we're actually people, of course, to wear a mask the entire time that they're in, mm -hmm. asking them to uh, limit their uh, visit to an hour or okay. Uh, while they're there. People are only getting one 
reservation on computers, uh -huh. which, you know, people usually are um, allowed to one hour per day. Uh -huh. What they're working on, but yeah, we've just, we're asking people to um, only come in for essential things and uh, to limit their time to an hour. I'm curious with the teens. I mean, it sounds, it's great that they've been still using the resources despite this being a very strange year and not being able to come in and use the, the library as fully as before. Is that, you know, the, and I'm familiar with the uh, summer learning challenge that you're talking about. Um, is it, I'm curious if it's the teens signing up for it. Is it their parents? Is it mixed? Uh, It's been a mix. Yeah, it's been a mix. Um, it, and it's also over. <laughs> yeah. So it ended maybe uh, two, week, two, two weeks ago. But we did have a mix of parents coming in and uh, we would, you know, about it. we would have these kits speculation desk along with uh, some, some cards that they could take, uh, which were, uh, it's like a bingo card. Mm -hmm. They could do things like make art or let's see if that's in here. I think it I think it might be. So oh it's not on here. But there was a um it was like a grid that had uh different things that they could check off. So they could make a podcast, they could make arts, they could uh, uh, listen to a podcast, write a story, write a poem, write a rap, and those things would check off on uh, the different boxes. So it was a mixture of uh, teens and parents coming in and um, signing up, which has been great. But on the other side is that we, every summer, host teens to, uh, in collaboration, uh, partnership with um after school. with after school what you cut out it's called after school matters uh-huh and uh so we also have interns for the summer their jobs were made virtually uh, uh you know made into virtual internships as well because we would be teaching them over the summer how to do a variety of jobs which is like um, creating programming, creating, mm -hmm. uh, or helping patrons on computer, being a jun junior cyber navigator, or, mm -hmm. or um, uh, assisting with summer learning, signing people up, uh, or, you know, counting the minutes read by patrons between, you know, different families and all that stuff. Um, so, what we've been doing this summer is it was a, a I guess uh, five or six week program where and we'll be doing the same thing in the fall we have uh, teens who are in high school mm -hmm. virtual interns and um, yeah just learn library stuff yeah you guys are adapting it sounds like an important uh, place for some people um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to kind of 
ask you a little bit more about your own experience. And you said it's been really good for your own mental health to feel like you're giving and helping people. How have, how have you been doing through the past few months? A lot has been going on. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been okay. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know how to answer that. These are, of course, you know, better than others. I don't know really. <laughs> don't know really. Uh, I've had moments with with my therapist. With you know, some days are good. Yeah. Uh, I kind of haven't talked to my therapist in a while. Um. Can I ask why? I was beginning to feel like I was feeling worse after talking to my therapist. Oh, yeah. Like it was stirring stuff up? But yeah, yeah, I was just feeling like this was, like it wasn't necessarily me to talk about a situation again, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. I'm an advocate for therapists, and I really you're, do. Uh, you're cutting out a little bit. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're cutting out, and I really want to hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. I heard you say you're an advocate for therapy. Yeah, I I am. I'm an advocate for and people understanding themselves. It's a lot of what uh, has fueled my music, I think. I think that uh, a lot of my songs probably been written uh, without a therapist. I do love uh, going to see my therapist, but at the moment I was just beginning to feel like, uh, you know, a lot was really good. So I've just kind of been all over the place and for the most part I've been good. Um, yeah, but I don't know, it's a hard question to answer. I, you know, I think a lot of people are having, I mean, and the answer just might be just what you're saying, which is that it's been very up and down. Some days are good, some days are hard. And I think a lot of people have been on that roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and also, I'm not trying to like push you away from your therapist, but sometimes a fresh therapist can also be a new perspective on things too. <laughs> if you found it helpful, I'm sure your therapist is lovely, but. I believe uh, that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, how was it for you? I mean, when there was that period of time where you weren't working, so up until you said you went back June 8th, is that right? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how was that time? Were you, were you nervous about work? Were they, we have a couple questions too, which I definitely want to get to, um, once I get off of my own little train here, but, um, during that period of time, if I had talked to you then, do you remember how you were feeling around April, May, when you weren't going to work? Mm. Yeah, I, at first, was pretty happy that I was able to be at home because I was experiencing a real burnout to be quite honest. Uh, and uh, a lot of librarians experience a burnout when you are dealing with the public, especially 
where we are located in the city, um, it takes an emotional toll. So I was experiencing burnout between job and um, creating music mm-hmm. and f- trying to finish the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that I got to a point where I was really trying to understand myself and uh i think that i had attached like us attached our work to what we did and how productive we were wait you uh, you cut out but i want to you said you were attaching your worth to what you were doing do you mean in terms of your day job or music or both yeah okay. producing you know i i, I really had uh, attached my self-worth. And so I think that that it's difficult at this moment too, because you're really trying to find a new self. You're really trying to understand exactly who you are. And I can't lie about my self-esteem being affected a bit. Uh, and, and, and I didn't really understand it at first, we first shut down, uh, but I was watching something on the news and a person uh, who had lost their jobs or was trying to get back to work was talking about the dignity of working mm-hmm. and how they, you know, they were, they were pretty much crying because they couldn't make a living. And uh, that was the first time that I had understood it in that way, which, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty devastating. I mean, I think as much as I'd like to say that, um, I want to understand myself and know myself outside of what I and outside of my productivity. I was raised by people who worked mm-hmm. their entire lives and and uh, don't and it's hard to understand an identity outside of working and producing for your worth and i just think and i think that you know america as well kind of um that's the society that we grow in you know you are what you make um and so what about how does you know how do you feel about the idea of your identity also being tied in with your level of success? Oh, sure. I mean, I absolutely, uh, I absolutely agree with that. I, I, I mean, I think that you, I think, I think that we ultimately have to do the work of defining success for ourselves, but I know personally, I was just feeling like, you know what am i what am i doing um and also thinking about the uh, thinking about the place that i kind of create from mm-hmm. you know uh especially putting out an album right before the shutdown it's like you expect it to do so much more yeah um i mean you just expect it to be out there and putting the album in front of people right so you expected that, but also I felt like this is what this is a thing that I really needed and wanted. 
which was rest. So it was just a lot of things. I was really feeling good about being able to be at home. I was feeling good about not being a not having to perform and not perform music. I mean, yeah. the performance of having to go outside. And a lot of times you don't even really realize that you are performing when you go out when you go outside. <laughs> it's like a performance and it's a lot. It takes a lot out of you. Um and so that was interesting too. Um returning to work, the anxiety of like kind of going back into yeah. the day. Um thinking just about anxiety levels of so many people and how, you know, we had just heard, I mean, we have more cases now than we did even before we shut down, right? Yeah. There, So there was a, a tear, I think, and reality is just a, I think there's, um. There was just this thing that you kind of had to try to make peace with, uh, which was this new reality of persisting through things that don't necessarily make sense. <laughs> you know, like still yes. have to like, go outside and like, oh, but this doesn't really make sense. You know, I uh, talked to several people and I'm especially thinking of some interviews that I did back in April and May, where other people said the exact same thing, which is that, you know, they may be ambitious people with their music and that it was in a way sort of nice to have this forced break that it kind of took a pandemic to let themselves give them, give themselves permission to stop. Yeah. Um, and, and not even give yourself permission, you kind of have to, but it felt nice to have that permission. Yes. And some people saying, I don't know if they would say the same thing today because so much time has passed, but that they're kind of not looking forward to going back into the hustle and all the work and promotion and even touring or things like that, that it felt like a lot, you know, whether that's changed, you know, probably depends on the person. But do you, I mean, I hear you saying that when you have these parts of your life kind of stripped away, then it makes you kind of look at who am I if these things aren't here, which is really kind of a very philosophical, spiritual kind of question, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and then you're also talking about your birthday coming up next week. Yeah. 35 feels like it's something, 35 is something. It feels like a milestone in a way. For sure. And I would imagine, you know, how, have you shifted at all how you're thinking about your identity or your relationship with your music now that this these past few months have challenged that or shaken that up a little bit? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I am, you know, I, I haven't been inspired enough to create real music that I was just really and believing in um at so the moment, i'm not tired actually so does that mean you've tried writing but it's not feeling inspired or you're just not feeling inspired to work on it right now 
I'm not feeling inspired to work right now, but I have worked on music, created and wrote music. I just don't love it because I'm, uh, I like to think of myself in a lot of ways as a person that is like trying to heal through music. But I think also at this moment, you're, we're, we're like, well, what, yeah. uh, you're, you're, it's also like a survival mode. Yeah. And so it's hard to create that place when you are in survival mode. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wrote some songs and, you know, I'm my own worst critic, um, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking about like what could be said right now. I think yeah. that's the other thing is, what do you say in this moment? What, you know, what do I want? What do I want? To do? Like, it's just not super satisfactory to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about in a more long term way? Does this shift how you think about pursuing music as a career or touring or just maybe what your priorities in your life are? Or does that feel the same? And you just can't wait to get back. I love performing. I do. Uh, I think a, another thing that that is interesting is that I find out a lot about myself through performance mm -hmm. and uh, like through performing the records and seeing how people connect with them. Mm -hmm. uh, like when we listen to we listen to the test uh pressing mm -hmm. so and that was interesting that was that was fun because i forgot a lot of the stuff that i even said on on the record and not that i forgot that i said it but i just hadn't listened to it in a while hadn't it in a while and i was just like oh damn this is you know good this is a solid project like uh -huh. um and so that's really nice that's good to feel but it's but it's taking more energy to pull myself into uh though in, into those inspiring and motivated and like happy spaces it's, it feels like it's just taking a you know a lot more you know it could be a little low-key depression or sure yeah or, whatever it is but it's just yes yeah, just that shift that so many of us have experienced yeah are you is there anything that you do part uh, i often ask people is there anything that you do in your day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week that you feel like kind of keeps you moving forward mm. or that keeps you keeps you healthier or mentally healthy Uh, I'm reluctant to even like talk about this, but not drinking for about 45 days, really, really great. That had been the longest time that I hadn't, uh, part, partake in, in anything. And I, for some reason, convinced myself last night to have drinks for my birthday. And, uh, that doesn't feel great for me today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, <I> <laughs> yeah. 
but uh it but it did feel great that was probably the best that i felt this entire uh quarantine pandemic is is like yeah you know being you know yeah yeah you okay so you if you're if you're not wanting to go there that's totally fine just let me know but i wanted to ask i mean you had mentioned before about just witnessing people and i know that people all over are having trouble with substance use right now because of all kinds of reasons the space the time mental health issues yeah you know that it's it's been people going in many in for some people the other direction where that's that's become even more problematic and i'm my question for you is you know it sounds like you made an intentional decision like i'm going to take a break from this yeah what what led to that decision uh what led to the decision of that i'm gonna i'm you know i'm gonna cut this out for a bit what were you thinking about there i was just thinking about the time you know i was thinking about the time that we're in when it comes to you know, there, it just feels like an attack on people, on the mind, on um, Black folks. It feels like, you know, there's an attack happening. And it was me trying to preserve myself during this moment until I see something that is not an attack, you know, <laughs> uh, trying to see that is not an attack. But when it comes to social media, uh, comes to all of the people that I'm seeing under and influence people like literally high on heroin every day at work, it's yeah. just a lot to kind of take in. And I just wanted to, you know, step away from it for a moment because I realized that this moment is kind of creating bad habits in so much our society, like seeing people walking down the street drinking yeah. in ways that is very different than pre-pandemic. It's almost like society is supporting people doing that. And right when we shut down, it was just kind of like, it was a running joke, you know, all the memes, all on social media. Everybody's just like, I've been drinking all day. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It was its own thing. And, yeah. and uh, there are, and I was realizing, thinking that there are going to be so many people that, you know, we speak about uh, coming out of this moment. And, uh, and I think that I'm just referring to this moment being something that people are developing addictions during this moment that oh. they going is probably going to affect them for the rest of their lives. And I'm just, I'm an overthinker. I'm extremely anxious and, uh, and I'm always watching it. You know, I'm always watching the impulsivity in myself, the wanting to escape, 
and so it was just me really trying to stay focused and not get lost. That's, I mean, that's, that's not easy to do. Um, sometimes I think that speaks to your level of self-awareness or that's just kind of being intentional. Yeah. <laughs> but exhausting. Yeah. Um, well, let me, let me go because I don't want to ignore, there was a couple of comments here that people wrote in. So, oh, hold on. Um, curious about album art on memoir. Would love to hear about symbolism, creative process. Before you answer that, let me, let me say that there's Instagram will cut us off at 12 or 1159. So uh, I want to make sure that there's time to like say goodbye and we don't just get cut off randomly. Um, but yeah, can you talk, can you speak to that question, the symbolism creative process about your album art or memoir? Sure. Uh, so there's two Roy's there. <laughs> um, I think at the end of, uh, the end of the Blackie album, I uh, felt like I wanted to show love to my shadow self, pretty much. And um, I wanted to bring a shadow out to integrate um, and become more whole. I just think that I was feeling very fragmented uh -huh. while doing some work or some shadow work. Um, I really kind of wanted to show that. And uh, it was also inspired by a movie, Looking for Langston, um, which was a film, which is a film that it's kind of a fictionalized tale of Langston Hughes and a lover of his. And uh, I thought when looking at the cover that it would be cool if I recreated it, mm -hmm. but two of me. So, so, so it's so funny because I thought that I knew <laughs> the story uh, by just looking at the cover and then uh, made up my own story but then watched the, the film and it was completely different from what I thought, but I still wanted to kind of run with the idea that I had, which was to integrate my selves to become a more whole self. So that's the symbolism behind the, uh, the two versions of me trying to become one. When you say your shadow self, what are you referring to? I'm referring to the, the places, the pieces that you don't necessarily want to present to the world. Particularly with me, it would be uh, pushing uh, a femininity of mine into a corner. It's just all of the things that Want to present, and so when I was younger, I was teased about my voice. Uh, you what? You cut out. I was teased about my voice. I hear you sound like a girl. You act like a girl. 
Um, and then I was just thinking about the different things that I had adapted to survive uh-huh. uh, and and to move around in these certain spaces, whether it be learning how to fight, learn sports, uh, dressing more masculine, putting bass in your voice, you know, all of that a lot of queer black boys have to do if they want to, you know, maneuver those spaces that pose threats. And, uh, but I also realized that you kind of shut a part of yourself down when you don't honor um, those beautiful parts that make you who you are. And so it was kind of me trying to bring that femininity out again, me trying to um, honor those parts that I had, you know, shadows that's wonderful are you feeling more comfortable i mean that's that's pretty vulnerable to not just personally do that but to put an album out there and i mean that's very inspiring to many people i'm sure i hope so (laughs) i hope so you know it's my uh it's my story i am definitely glad that it is out there Mm -hmm. and glad that people are receiving it well but uh, the journey continues, you know, yeah. uh, comes to becoming more whole and all that. And so, yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, the album itself. So you just got the vinyl. Mm-hmm. And what are, you know, are there any plans? Can people get the vinyl? Where can they listen to Memoir? Sure. Uh, it's on Bandcamp. Uh, and they can get it from me at RoyKenzie.com as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, you just go RoyKenzie.com. You can buy both vinyls. There's other merch that is available. Um, but yeah, those are the best sites at the moment. Okay. Is there is there anything else or any other thoughts you want to share with people? Anything else you want to talk about today before we close out? No, I just want to say thank you for having me and... Um, just hoping everybody is well and staying safe uh, during this moment. Thank you very much for coming on and for sharing. Um, the idea of the show is, you know, people, I hope by people hearing other people's experiences will give some, there's something about a shared experience or hearing what other people are feeling or going through that I hope is helpful to other people. And so I thank you for, kind of digging into what things have been like for you the past few months and opening up about that with everybody. Yeah. (laughs) How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Um, I'm feeling okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We'll keep hanging in there. And, uh, Thank you very much, Roy. Um, if anybody you know, is joining late, it'll be on my IGTV channel, and then I'm going to be putting it up on YouTube, and it's also a podcast. So anywhere that you listen to podcasts, it's all, this will all be up later if anybody missed some of it and wants to go back. This was a really great interview, and I appreciate your time. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to X you out so I can close out the video. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, so that was Roy Kinsey. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I'll be back next weekend. 
with another guest and hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys get outside today and talk to somebody and as the weather gets colder to just uh, keep doing that as we all kind of have to hunker down a little bit more. Um, yeah, I miss you guys. Hope you're doing well. See you soon.